0: Hey, what up Long Beach? Welcome back to the LB Fee Show, the only podcast that covers everything Long Beach State Athletics. It is brought to you by the562.org. I am JJ Fiddler, and joining me, the man of the hour, a year older since the last time we spoke, Andy Fee. Andy, how are you, man? I'm doing good. You know, I don't feel a year
1: older, but uh, maybe that's just me convincing myself I'm still uh, as good as I once was, but
0: uh,
1: always good to uh, to talk with you, my friend.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's good. To, it's good to see you. Um, obviously, with birthdays, a lot of activities, right? What What type of birthday guy are you? Do you, do you like going on uh, traveling adventures? You want to stay at home and just eat cake? You know,
1: I, I, as I said to somebody, you know, I, I seem to feel like I, I celebrated 21 a little more than I celebrated 47. So I think at this point, I've started to <laughs> try <laughs> and pretend like they're not happening versus looking forward to them. But uh, it, we had a nice night, stayed in, relaxed on the couch, watched a movie, had a nice dinner, but uh,
0: pretty low key these days. Fair enough. You're talking about feeling young, feeling old. It's, it's like sports, specifically amateur sports. That make us feel so young. I've talked to so many writers who are like, "I don't want to retire because then I'm immediately going to feel old again." <laughs> exactly. That's uh, you know the age group never changes here in college
1: athletics. It's that eighteen to twenty two, so you get the opportunity to work with uh, young adults, and uh, it definitely does keep you younger. You know, you you figure out some music that you didn't really know about each year, and uh, you know, I I do enjoy it as well. It definitely keeps a fresh perspective on life. That's for sure.
0: So, how's everything going over there uh, these last two weeks?
1: Good. So, uh, we continue to practice and play, which, as we keep referring to, a year ago we were nowhere near that. So, things are good uh, in terms of COVID. We really have not really faced any significant uh, illnesses or, or, or number or outbreaks or anything like that. So, you know, knock on wood, uh, that trend continues. So, we are for the most part healthy, happy. And it just feels really good, especially we've talked about it, but I'll say it again for those fall sports, uh, you know, our five fall sports that in 2020 did not get to compete to see them competing this year is pretty awesome.
0: Absolutely. And you've got more sports starting just around the corner with the men's and women's basketball teams starting up practice this month.
1: Exactly. I've been, uh, I was just actually over watching the tail end of uh, men's practice, uh, here in the pyramid. And uh, it's, it's exciting. I I was watching the women the other day and, you know, it's hard to believe it's already October and the next thing you'll know, it'll be November and we will be back playing and and playing in front of fans, which is the cool part. Obviously they did get to play last year, but essentially they did not play in front of any fans. So I'm looking forward to that. And um, you know, I'm excited for the, uh, for the two teams, I think. Um, you know, the women's side is definitely, I would call maybe the more veteran program. I know they've added players, but they they have kind of that cohesive part led by Justina King at the point. So I'm excited for for them to see what they can do. And then on the men's side, uh, a lot of new faces, but um, what I've noticed in practice is, is, pretty, is pretty good. Uh, I would say maybe some of the best chemistry since I've been here in terms of uh, being on the same page and you know, a new assistant coach as well as coach Cavness, coach Cav uh, on the sidelines. And he certainly had his impact along with uh, other assistants in uh, putting this team together under direction of uh, coach Munson.
0: Yeah. Have you talked to coach Cav at all? We know him very well from his coaching days at St. Anthony, most recently a really good guy, local guy. Uh, You know, have you have you communicated with him and do you see kind of how he's changing the program?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 I'm pretty connected to coach Cav, you know, we we follow each other on social media. So we're, we're always probably tweeting and retweeting each other a lot. It seems like, but uh, you know, I try to talk to him before or after practice, usually to check in, say hello. And um, you know, he's, he's bringing a different piece of the puzzle. um, You know, I think this year in terms of what he, what he can deliver, he's been working with coach Munson, Um, on what they call mental Mondays. So uh, Mondays are essentially off-court practices, so to speak, mental practices where bringing in guest speakers or just covering maybe a book that the the coaches have them reading. And Coach Cab is very involved in that. And um, I think, you know, you talk about how do you, you build a cohesive team? Well, I think, you know, Coach Munson is kind of his coaching staff is a little bit of that. Each, each coaching staff, each member of the coaching staff has probably a different, different strength. And I think what coach Cav can really lean on is obviously he knows the X's and O's, but is uh, is the locker room and, and working to build teams. And if you've looked at the teams he coached at St. Anthony's and at the JC level, those have been really good teams and a lot of success there. So I've been very impressed by, by, by coach Cav and, um, Like I said, it's obviously super early, but I like what I'm seeing so far.
0: You guys are going to do some scrimmages over there. It's not on the schedule yet, so we will let you know when we know. It's the first time you can see these basketball teams get back on the floor. Like you said, in front of fans for the first time. How's that fan experience going to be different on game day this year for people coming to the Walter Pyramid?
1: Yeah, so you know it, it's a good thing. Obviously, we we went a year without fans. Um, you know, as I think fans are aware, or if they're not aware, I'm sharing it here again. But uh, to enter the pyramid for any of our events inside the pyramid, right now, at least at least until November first. Now, it could be extended beyond November first by the governor. I don't know yet where that stands, but. Right now, to get in the pyramid, you you have to show a proof of vaccination or a a negative test result within the last 72 hours to enter the pyramid. Um, Lots of hand sanitizer around the pyramid. Uh, There is no social distancing, though, requirement, so fans are are able to sit amongst uh, other fans. Uh, But you also uh, must wear a mask when you're inside. So a lot of safety precautions, but uh, we're very excited to have fans back, and I know really... Uh, the student athletes from what I've seen so far with women's volleyball again they didn't have a chance to play last year but not playing and not seeing fans for over a year I know it meant a lot when they came uh, out for the first time to some fans cheering and I know our other athletes have been watching those games and been at games and they've seen the fans there cheering on women's volleyball specifically and uh, men's water polo as well which is outdoors but It means a lot, Um, you know, you can sit there all day long and say, hey, all that matters is what happens between the lines on the court or the field. But, you know, fans make a difference. They bring energy and, uh, you know, athletes feed off of energy. So we're going to be very excited for uh, the basketball teams and and other programs to have that opportunity to play in front of fans.
0: Well, some of those other programs were in action last week. We got to start with the men's water polo team. A dramatic victory over number four, UC Santa Barbara. That is a quality win for them as they start their conference schedule. And got a big, give a big shout out to Rafael Real Vergara, who uh, scored the game winning goal with a second left in regulation to get them that victory over UCSB. And they scored five goals last week in games against UC San Diego and UC Santa Barbara. Andy, have you gotten a chance to see those guys play? And is this a kind of team? that can make it back to that NCAA first round like they did a couple of years ago against uh, Pulitzer.
1: Yeah, well, you know, that, that last second stuff is old hat here, you know, with women's soccer <laughs> Solano, you know, we, 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 we like to make it dramatic with these last last second victories, but I have had a chance to watch them play, um, was was at the UCLA game earlier, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I do think they have the talent uh, to make a run this year The exciting piece is if you, and I'm getting way out ahead, but, you know, next year could be a super magical year for men's water polo because they'll have one more year under their belt, a little bit older. Uh, But this is a year, I mean, I think, you know, 15 and four right now, I believe is the record. Um, The losses are all to teams in the top, we're at the time we're in the top five, six. Um, So. You know, this is, uh, again, if they can stay healthy, a team that can get back, I think, to the NCAAs. And I think, again, as I mentioned, not only this year, but next year, what Coach Arroyo Gavin is doing uh, is pretty awesome. And I think, you know, he's finally gotten that kind of consistency on in his roster where year in, year out, it will be an expectation for us to
0: be making that, that run for the
1: NCAAs.
0: Well, water polo team going to be back at Ken Lindgren Aquatic Center this weekend for a bunch of matches, two exhibitions, and then two real good challenges. The first one on Saturday is going to be against number 10, UC San Diego. That's at noon. And then on Sunday, taking on number one, USC at noon on Sunday, Ken Lindgren Aquatic Center. You can obviously call a box office for ticket information to those matches. Uh, can't, can't, can't hide in water polo, Andy. Get Governor Royals team plays the top teams every single year. <laughs> that's right.
1: I mean, you know, you're gonna you're gonna play the best of the best. So, uh, you know, that's that's the fun part, though, is fans. You know, again, as you say, come on out to the pool. Um, you're gonna see every single match. Uh, players that are probably gonna be Olympics, uh, playing in Olympics in the future, if not already, on some of those rosters. So, um,
0: the best of the very best, um, and we like to be a part of that. Absolutely. Women's volleyball team also in action last week. They split two Big West Conference matches, taking a win over CSUN. And it's a youth movement right now. Some some young girls doing some really amazing things on this team. Erica Lovett, she's a, she's a freshman outside hitter. And Katie Kennedy, she is a sophomore opposite. Uh, Lovett finished last week averaging over three kills per set with three digs per set. And Kennedy... Added three over three kills per set and on a four fifteen attack percentage. Uh, you you got to love seeing that, Andy. You know the season obviously hasn't gone the way they wanted it to. They're hanging around five hundred, but to see some of the uh, some of the younger women on this team stepping up is huge.
1: Yeah, you know, in in this day and age, you're going to have the, those players, you know, um, that make the difference and. I think it's been a lot of fun watching Erica Lovett. Um, Obviously there's a lot of great players, uh, young players on that, uh, on that squad, but to see what she's been doing with her service is pretty awesome because for a first year freshman to come play at this level, it's not as easy as it sounds, even, even being a very good high school player. So to come in and make a difference uh, serving and, and swinging away is, is a lot of fun to watch. And, It'll be interesting to see how the rest of the year plays out for these young athletes. You know, how quick and how, how steep the learning curve is or isn't we'll we'll see here, but it seems like it's starting to click for these younger players. And uh, you know, we'll see if we
0: can make a run here at the end of the year. Beaches back at Walter pyramid Friday at seven, taking on UC San Diego. Those are the home matches for the week. Got to shout out women's soccer too. They are uh, trying to stay atop the big West conference standings right now. But took a tough loss to UC Irvine last Thursday, an overtime loss to the Anteaters' 98th-minute goal, where uh, it looked like Long Beach State had everything it wanted to try to get that game winner there, attacking Carpenter End in the second half, but uh, but just couldn't pull it off. It, it was nice seeing you out there, Andy. Those Thursday night games are a lot of fun out there, at George Allen.
1: It is, it is great soccer, and yeah, that that was a tough one. I mean, I we hit the post at least once and had a couple, you know, right in front of the goal, just couldn't put it away. And, you know, the cliche, but that's, that's soccer right there. You know, you can, you can dominate the game statistically or have, you know, more, more legitimate scoring opportunities, but, you know, you got to put the biscuit in the basket. And uh, unfortunately we weren't able to do it, but what Mauricio has got going right now is really, really good high level soccer. And as you said, right near the top of the conference, and I suspect we'll be in it to the very end. Men's
0: and women's golf teams also in action as were the women's tennis team. If you want all of that coverage of Long Beach State Athletics, you have got to get to the 562.org where we've got all the updates, previews, recaps, and features on the team. Make sure you're following the 562.org on all of your social media platforms. We are now joined by our special guest for the week, track and field coach LaTanya Sheffield. It's just it's the birthday podcast this week because Coach, <laughs> it is also your birthday today. So happy birthday. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I, I asked Andy what he likes to do. He, he did the quiet night at home with the wife. What, what, what are you doing for your birthday this year?
2: Oh, no, 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 no. This is definitely a blessing. So I will celebrate. Um, I'm, I'm very, very excited every year. is just always a good year, just because I get a chance to just uh, kind of, you know, look over look back and, and, uh, you know just kind of reminisce of the things that have have gone on the different experiences so i celebrate there's there's no quiet part there's there's music <laughs> laughter <laughs> i'm cutting somebody's cake even if it's an imaginary cake and i didn't get it for that day it's celebration time i'm laughing about it absolutely
0: i, I like that i like that a lot yeah big big year for you we obviously will talk a little bit about the track and field team kids coming back that you're really excited about and some newcomers. But first and foremost, it's an Olympic year and and that means a lot to you, somebody who has been very heavily involved in U.S. track and field.
2: Yes, absolutely. Uh, This was just really an amazing ride. It started with them just even announcing uh, the the Olympic staff and then us coming together just as a group um, and just forging through um with the things that we would look to do and the first and foremost thing is for the olympic staff to be a unit and be on the same uh page uh obviously we want to get medals and all of those things and earn the medals and and be there but it was more more so that we wanted to be assert be at service uh, to the athletes and their coaches especially since COVID, uh limited the number of coaches that were actually be in attendance in Tokyo.
0: Oh, okay. Did that affect you at all?
2: Oh, absolutely. Because we had many of the elite athletes or many of the Olympians, they did not have their actual coach that they saw day to day, they're present with them. So we had to really kick in and uh, get them ready, get them on that line.
0: Huh, Uh, yeah, that must've been very challenging. Well,
2: let me tell you, it was absolutely, So special for me. It was an experience. Now, I was uh, in in Rio in 2016, but this time around, it was so unique. Let let me just tell you, it was really exciting. So one of my tasks was to escort the Olympian from their warm-up field to the actual check-in area right before they go onto the track and compete. So once they finished warming up, they were ready to go. Their energy was so high. So I would actually escort each athlete like individually to the call room and I would I would actually like you know um, lead them, guide them, guide their path so that they would have uninterrupted uh, walk to the to, to the call room mm-hmm. and that took maybe about I guess maybe a seven minute walk or so. So it was pretty significant. But the energy, J.J., was severe. And so some people were walking fast. And uh-huh. I could feel their energy right behind me. I'm telling you, I could feel the energy on my back. <laughs> and then some people were cool and calm. And I would say that that would be our former record holder, Dalila Muhammad. But then we had that other kind of Sydney McLaughlin type of energy. And you could just feel it. There's, there was minimal conversations at times but the energy was high. By the time that I was done for the night, man, I was sizzling on fire,
1: sizzling (laughs) on
2: fire. Man, I would have to literally take a shower and get some of that energy off of me or I would not be able to sleep for the night. I would just be sizzling in my bed. It was so amazing, so amazing.
0: Yeah, the travel must have been amazing too. And like you said, kind of just a completely unique experience.
2: Oh man, let me explain. We, are, uh, we were sponsored by United Airlines. Kudos to United Airlines. Uh, on our way to Tokyo, it was amazing. Um, the flight was fairly empty, and they allowed us to move to first class. Oh, so for that 11 very hours, nice. oh, it was it was so amazing. We were literally able to do what they had instructed us to do, go to sleep go to sleep so we could catch up with that time zone right yeah it was it was really super something and so they were just very very gracious to our olympians even the olympic staff and we just owe them so much because they gave us that opportunity to 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 really get acclimated to the time difference
0: right right yeah that is a huge part of traveling uh and then performing at your best absolutely uh, yes, yes, yes. You know, uh, last time we talked on this show, uh, we were talking a little bit about how, you know, that Olympic experience for you, that national experience, you know, kind of changes the way you coach. You know, you learn new things. You're obviously surrounded by some of the best in the world. Uh, this year, where you're coming off of it and then getting right back into Long Beach State stuff, do you, do you find that you're taking more from it because it's such a recent experience being there at the Olympics with all the coaches, like you said, trying to get on the same page. Do you feel that influence when you're putting your team together for the season?
2: It was absolutely very impactful for, for, um, uh, and and very influential, uh, just the experience alone in preparing this team, the Long Beach State team. And so as I got back, I mean, I knew the athletes, the recruits that were gonna be um, coming to, 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 to our team, I knew that um, w- the returners and such, and I knew what we had to offer. But we've gotta do some things every, every now and again, just a little bit different. And so I came kind of with a different p- disposition, a more intentional disposition, a more purposeful disposition. And I think that that all came from that energy that I received from an Allison Felix and her coaches.
0: Right. Right. Okay. So, well, now that you're back stateside here in Long Beach, getting ready for the year with your, uh, with your team, how are you guys looking? Where are your expectations at for this season?
2: Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm, I'm just very excited about what I see. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about uh, the, the student athletes that have, have, have committed to Long Beach State track and field as well as those that are specifically sprint hurdles, as well as relays in which I coach. And I see them on a day-to-day basis, grinding and doing all what they needed to do. Today, just for example, on a the Monday, they came rock, just hot and ready, just ready to go. And, and that type of energy just really just, just, just fills me. I think also we see that everyone is on that United page. And, and they want to see championships happen. They want to see postseasons actually happen. They want to be involved, engaged. They want to participate. They want to earn their way. And so it's very, very exciting. I look forward to having a very exciting uh, season, a very accomplished season. And I'm just asking every fan and in, in any fan to be, to just come on out and check us out.
0: Who are some of the leaders who are stepping up right now? Maybe some of them who have had a lot of experience with you in the program.
2: Oh, absolutely. So we have uh, 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 Austin Brown. He is a, our premier 400 meter runner. I know he's gonna do his thing. I know he's gonna spin his magic. Very, very excited. He's a local talent coming out of Orange Coast College. So I'm very excited about him. He saw his way through COVID. Then we also have Justin Watterson and he's another cat that, wow, he is just, he, he really is a diamond in the rough. He's actually our uh, sophomore. Uh, student athlete and he's a hurdler that's a little bit near and dear to my heart because i did go to the olympic games in the 400 hurdles so (laughs) very very excited about him right and then we also have our youngsters coming in there's a kid ronnie turner who was ranked number one hurdler coming out of arizona I'm not mad at her. I'm very, very excited about seeing that. And then it's really somebody's surprise. Her name is Asia Anderson. I'm super surprised at her and what she's able to do and in, 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 the, in the hurdles, in both hurdles, 100 meters as well as 400 hurdles. And then we have Linnea Griffin, who is our super senior, who sought her way, if you will, through COVID as well. And so just very, very, very exciting. I think that having the addition of Raleigh Adams and Raleigh Adams was our s- superstar, school record holder in the high hurdles this guy is coming in as our assistant coach and he's assisting us in 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 our road and pathway to the big west championship and on to the nca championships very exciting
0: time that's great coach i I love that and we also love when alumni come back and and give back to the programs uh you know it's ultimate skin in the game if you did live that life you uh, completely understand it more than, than somebody else might. Uh, is there something that you guys are specifically preparing for uh, before, like you said, the, the conference co- competition and the NCAAs? Is there something early on in the schedule that you think is a, is a big one for you?
2: Well, I, I do believe, so we're going to first start with our black and gold meet. So our black and gold meet, um, that is an inner squad meet. And I'm really excited to see how they are going to buy against each other. We have a guy who has already represented the United States in two in two uh, youth uh, championships, the Pan American Youth Games, as well as the World uh, Championships uh, for the under 20, I believe, but it's Youth World Championships. And this guy is Joseph Anderson. So when Joseph comes in for the black and gold meet and he's competing against all of our other superstars, I believe that it's gonna make really ready us knowing that we're looking for our indoor season and so that black and gold actually i believe it is it's in early december right before we go to winter break and so we're putting a lot of stake in that competition even though it is an inner squad meet but it's definitely going to tell the tale once we're done with that we go straight to indoor and we're going to be ready to drop it like it's hot (laughs)
0: well can't wait thank you so much for taking the time coach really appreciate it love your energy happy birthday and enjoy that celebration absolutely we look forward to hearing from you guys thanks again to coach for stopping by always nice to chat with her excited to see what that team is able to do this year andy before we get out of here we are doing our now for something completely different outros uh you said you got one this week What, what are you thinking I went
1: out and bought some, uh, kicking cleats. So I, in the backyard, I, I got <laughs> Nicole, she's, she's, she's teeing up the football and, uh, I'm kicking the soccer or the football into the net there. Uh, what a crazy, uh, weekend in pro football we, between extra points and field goals being missed. Uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know if, uh, Monday was a tough day for uh, some kickers. But I, I've never seen anything like that. I don't know if you saw the
0: games, especially the Packer game, but yeah. completely bizarre to me. Yeah, it, it is. What a, what a strange job that is. You know, you, you, you prepare so long, your entire life, you're kicking everything, and then, and then you get to the pros and you literally have to be perfect like three times in an, in an average game. There, there's no other professional athlete who just sits around – waits 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 and then gets their opportunity and takes it where if you do it right you're the you're the hero but if you don't you are certainly the goat yeah i mean it sounds like
1: a great job but like you said i cannot imagine the pressure um of what it is and especially now that they've moved back the extra point where i think it's 25 yards now which yeah Yeah. you'd like to say should be pretty automatic still but I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't even had a chance to look, but if I was uh, was it Mason Crosby the kicker for the Packers? I yeah. can't even imagine, you know, yeah, they won, but um, you know, you lose that game and maybe you're out of a job. And that that's a tough profession to be in for sure.
0: Yeah, that that's very true. So how so how's it going? Are you, are you getting contact with the ball or are you? Well, not- are you it's old a little old, like Charlie Brown. Now. I'm going to be honest, <laughs> you know,
1: Nicole's pulling the ball away at the last second, you know, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't know if, uh, if I, if I'm looking for that backup career, maybe, maybe I should get into kicking or, you know, uh, you know, if I was, you know, 25 years younger, maybe I'd be, uh, <laughs> going to some kicking clinics over the, uh, <laughs> over each summer, but you're know, going, I don't know, maybe, maybe with the pressure wouldn't want it, but, uh, certainly one of the more bizarre things I watched this weekend, again, missing field goals and missing extra points. Uh, it just, uh, I don't know, nerve wracking if you're uh, one of those teams. I'm not a Packer fan, but I can only imagine what Packer fans uh, across this globe are thinking each time uh, he missed one of those field goals.
0: And it comes just a few weeks after uh, Tucker's bounce off the, uh, off the crossbar in Detroit, the longest field goal ever get the uh, get the ravens that win. So yeah, it has it has been a year of the kicker, both positive and negative. That is very yeah, true. Yeah, and then the last thing you brought it up, I didn't want to do it, but how about the Detroit Lions?
1: You yeah. talk about snake bit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, same thing where they they drive down score. I mean, sports, you know, that, that that is sports. And why sports can sometimes be so cruel and you know, you 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 do the things to put yourself in a position to win and you know, I say it's the ultimate um, you know, fictional story in a way, because you don't know how it's going to, to turn out many times. And, uh, again, those guys make a lot of money, but they also, uh, whether you're the head coach, the kicker, you know, the quarterback can be some of the most brutal times, um, you know, that they go through. So, you know, a lot of credit to pro athletes who, yeah, they make a lot of money, but it also comes with a lot of, a uh, lot of
0: stress. <laughs> and yeah, no doubt. Uh, So that's going to do it for this week. Thank you to producer Roger for putting it all together. Thank you, Andy, for letting us host this show. Thank you, Beach Nation, for going onto the website 562.org, making sure that you got all of your Long Beach State athletics coverage. We will see you in the stands.